Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is November 7th, 2022, and today we're celebrating Monday of the 32nd week in Ordinary Time. Today's Gospel comes to us from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 17, verses 1 through 6. Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause sin will inevitably occur, but woe to the one through whom they occur. It would be better for him if a millstone were put around his neck and he be thrown into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to sin. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he wrongs you seven times in one day and returns to you seven times saying, I am sorry, you should forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Today's Gospel consists of three mini-discourses, and they're all linked together by the theme of faith. So in the first part, we have Jesus warning his disciples about scandal. Secondly, he admonishes them to rebuke and forgive sinners. And thirdly, When the disciples ask for an increase in faith, Jesus gives a rather cryptic reply. So we can examine all three of these parts and see how to apply them to our own lives. So first, Jesus notes that there will always be scandals. The word he uses can mean stumbling blocks, temptations, or snares. But when we think about it, that even in English, that's a strong categorical statement. There will always be scandals. In the Greek, it's even stronger. More literally, what Jesus says is, it is impossible for scandals not to come. It's impossible. There will always be scandals. This is something to keep in mind. Jesus himself tells us this. So what is a scandal? Well, St. Thomas Aquinas tells us that a person causes scandal when their actions, are they big or small, public or private, serve as a stumbling block to others. People who want to advance on the path to God and to perfection, and yet they find that the example given by others somehow prevents them. They trip over it. St. Cyril of Alexandria says that these can include mean and annoying actions, fits of anger, insults, slander, any number of things. But the important thing to remember is this. There will always be people, events, and things that disappoint, anger, and confuse us. And we're going to find these things in our world, even in our church, and even in our communities. It's impossible for scandals not to come. So what matters then is our reaction. How do we respond? Well, Jesus warns his disciples to keep watch over themselves. Obviously, on one hand, so that they don't lose faith because of what others do but also to avoid being a cause of scandal themselves. St. Francis de Sales wrote that if you give scandal, you're guilty of the spiritual equivalent of murder. But if you take scandal, if you allow scandals to destroy your faith, you're guilty of spiritual suicide. Both dangers need to be avoided. In some cases, we need to rebuke the sinner, but even if not, the obligation remains to love and to forgive. 
Biblical commentators note that in Jesus' day, the rabbis had a saying. They said, the perfect man would forgive three times. But Jesus, who is perfection itself, requires something greater. And when we think about it, the refusal to forgive is, is something scandalous. After all, Jesus has forgiven us for all of our sins and failings. It's only right that we should forgive others. Now, in the Gospel's third section, the disciples admit the importance of faith. It means these things can't be done without grace. And so they ask Jesus to increase their faith. Now, Jesus doesn't answer directly. Rather, we get sort of a cryptic answer about a small faith uprooting a mulberry tree. And as is often the case, when a reading doesn't seem to make much sense, we can turn to the doctors of the church and see how they interpret it. So St. Bede says that our Lord compares perfect faith to a mustard seed. It's lowly in appearance, but strong, fervid in heart. But he says mystically the mulberry tree, and he says because its fruits and branches are red, the blood red color, the mulberry tree represents the gospel of the cross, through which, through the faith of the apostles, it was, they were uprooted from the Jewish nation and planted in the sea of the Gentiles. Well, so what does that mean for us? Well, we could say, if we see our lives and our world with just a little bit of faith, the cross will shed its light on even the most scandalous things. On the contrary, as St. Teresa of Jesus writes, if you seek to carry crosses only because you understand them, then perfection is not for you. If we seek crosses only, only when we understand them, then we're not going to be perfect. Just as Moses was told to throw a piece of wood into the bitter waters at Merah, which then became sweet, so too the cross gives life to everything it touches, no matter how difficult or challenging it might be. So today, through the intercession of Mary, Our Lady of Faith, let's ask for the grace of a deep faith, a faith that isn't scandalized at the roughness of the worlds or the failings of others, but rather seeks to plant the cross in the midst of the chaos, the dirtiness, the roughness of the world.